Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art, or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday, or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Thirty years ago, Roger Corman began to explore the dark side of the American psyche. With movies like The Undead, The Pit and the Pendulum, and the original Little Shop of Horrors. Now, he feels the world is ready for the greatest horror story ever told, as it's never been told before. Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. And tonight, oh, tonight, Roger Corman brings you horror. <laughs> Horrors? Yes. With 1990s Frankenstein Unbound. Oh, Steve, this movie is crazy town. Yes, Frankentober is ending on an up note. Ah! But first, we are too sober for this. We certainly are. What do you got for that, babe? Well, in honor of Dr. Frankenstein, we have Ulmerzen Spätten Oktoberfest. Ooh. Hello. Imported into St. Louis, Missouri. Weird, that's where an importer would be. Mm. Very strange. Interesting. Did we accidentally buy an InBev product? Possibly. That's okay. God damn it. Spätten. <laughs> oh, my top. Mine's open. Oh, mine's open. Ooh, we have a cool bottle cap for our yeah. bottle cap collection. We'll post a picture of that one of these days. All right. This is in a beautiful green glassware. Let's hope it's not too skunky. And the pour. Oh, my pour. Oh, my pour. Oh, Ooh. it's so poury. Yeah. All right. This is a crystal clear beverage. Kind of a light amber color. Um. Yeah, I mean, the clarity on this is absolutely crazy. Uh, beautiful white head. The aroma is a little bit skunky. This is a little bit light struck, and I was a little a little worried about that. Yeah, there's a little bit of the uh, the green apple on it. Yeah, having but... just had this fresh from a keg, this is a little yeah. bit light struck, <laughs> but this is still a damn good beer. Not yeah, hoppy bad. at all. Um, super malt forward. 
not a really sweet, very refreshing, very lager-esque, as a Märzen should be. Mm-hmm. We love Märzens so much. Hey, sweetie, when do you think uh, Spaten has been making beer since? Ooh, 1640. 1397. Holy fuck. 621 <laughs> years. Almost as old as Frankenstein. Almost. <laughs> Hell, it was over 400 years old when Frankenstein was running around. Jesus Christ. Being dashing as fuck played by Raul Julia. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Raul Ju- Is there anything Raul Julia couldn't do? No, don't go there. No, no, no. Bad Steve, no. I wasn't going to say make it past his 52nd birthday, if that's what you were implying. God damn you, Steve. <laughs> you said that, sweetie. <laughs> R.I.P. Frankenstein Unbound. Frankenstein Unbound. Oh my god. Directed by Roger Corman. Yeah. Sweetie, this is our first Roger Corman movie. How is that even possible? Our our first Roger Corman movie and our first Hammer movie in the same month. How is that possible? Public domain. Public domain. Oh, you mean how... Oh, yeah. Oh, how... You know, (laughs) what if Roger Corman did a (laughs) Hammer movie? (laughs) Uh, That might be interesting, but... uh... (laughs) But yes, of course, Roger Corman, legendary producer of over 400 films with a combined budget of less than a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> um, a modern Fast and Furious movie, <laughs> not those vintage yeah. ones. Yes, but uh, he uh, also occasionally came out and directed. I think he directed about 50 of them. Uh, everything from Apache Woman to Day the World Ended to Swamp Women to Naked Paradise to Attack of the Crab Monsters, Teenage Doll. Uh, then he went through the... Uh, Public Domain with uh, House of Usher, Little Shop of Horrors, Pit in the Pendulum, The Mask mm-hmm. of the Red Death. He House went of Usher sh- was a really disappointing music video. You remind <laughs> me of a girl that I once knew. Anyway. Uh, but then in 1971, he thought, you know what? I'll leave the directing for the other people and I'll just produce. But there was a movie. There was a project that begged for yeah. him to come back for one last rodeo. Yeah. Frankenstein Unbound. Oh, so good. Starring, so amazing. <laughs> indeed. Starring the great John Hurt as Joe Buchanan. Raul Julia as Victor Frankenstein. Nick Brimble as the monster. And Bridget Fonda as Mary. We also have another couple other cameos that yeah. will come up. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, but we start out with the opening title sequence of... Was it sperm attacking an egg? I don't know what that was. A lava lamp that got infected. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was an interesting little just cheap... Blobby like, montage. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of thing going on. And then uh, John heard a little bit of voiceover where when, uh, when Einstein found out what he had done when he discovered the nuclear bomb, he said, I, if I'd have known that, I would have just stayed, became a watchmaker or something like right. that. And then we start getting some backstory. It's New Los Angeles in the year 2031. And mm-hmm. there are apparently things called time slips. Um, that Caused were... by the experiments of our doctor, Dr. Buchanan. Yes. The, the, the opening part of this is just a lot of exposition about in the future, we've mm-hmm. basically destroyed the world. It's a lot like Highlander 2, which is kind of scary. Um, <laughs> so you're saying there's more clips of this that we need to watch? Oh, like more cuts? Yeah, yeah. There's a different director's cut. And no, where know. are the Canadians? They must have a different version. Yeah, they probably get a different version up there with like more pool scenes and. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there there are these there are these temporal rifts that look like giant 
Sky electric vaginas. sky vaginas. <laughs> as soon um, as one came on, Steve was like, oh, look, a sky vagina. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I wonder if Thanos is going to come out of there. Yeah, it's like that kind of a thing. Every 14-year-old kid in the entire world just instantly gets a boner every time it appears. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't know why. It's like, John Hurt isn't even a good-looking guy. Uh, but he's, uh, of course, a, a scientist. Very uh, very braggadocious. Very, very Ooh, sure of he's himself. He's best. Um, he says, I give you the atom, new and improved. Yeah. Uh, they want a little spot, but... And then they then they use a cherry bomb to blow up a, a statue, a tiny Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's something about negligible atmospheric vibration, and I'm like, those yeah. three words don't go together. That's what, it, that's what causes the sky vaginas, Steve. Yes. But... Which create time slips, which they call storm sometimes, which cause... <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, it's like uh, it could be a rain shower. You could go back to the seventeenth century. Well, I think it's more like you may have like a wandering conquistador drop on your head as uh, we're about to find oh, out. Oh yes! Oh my god! <laughs> so he that, goes home in his talking car. Yes, in his talking futuristic car, which is actually a pretty cool. It's actually a good car. looking car. Yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, it's I don't think it's nearly as mobile as they make it out to be later in the movie, but you know. Oh it's no, a nice that thing has all wheel drive. <laughs> it's like this it's an italian subaru outback basically <laughs> yeah pretty much that also talks to you it has an ai oh absolutely it's it's gonna doom us all oh and unlimited she has unlimited power apparently and it is a girl it is a she yeah she oh. never has any low power issues oh and she's sassy oh she's a sassy girl <laughs> uh, but he goes home and uh, a storm's acting up and there's kids having a funeral for a bike in his front yard yeah it's <laughs> like what the hell is going on your, your kids are weird and even then, it's like, all right, get in the house. There's a t- in temporal There's storm, storm category coming. three going Hurry. on. And like, hey, we gotta go get our new bike. Oh, save the new bike because we've already buried the old one. <laughs> yeah. When the conquistador drops out of the sky. I don't know. Was it was it a conquistador or was it like a like a Mongol? Like I thought it was like a Genghis Khan. Oh yeah, Khan he might have been something. a Genghis Khan Mongol. I don't know. He was some sort of wandering conqueror. Yeah. It just. By the how- way, how confused did that guy have to be? No he's shit, just right? he's just cruising along the plains. He's probably gonna go do some raping and pillaging, yeah, and exactly. then all of a sudden there's like children dressed in rainbows. He's probably just in his yurt, you know, yanking it to the sky <laughs> vagina in the sky, and then all of a sudden. And it sucks him up and he yurt comes it up. up. <laughs> if you want to jerk off in a yurt, yurt it up. God, I hate that commercial so much. Uh, but the storm opens a uh, yeah, dumbass kids. And then the doctor is sucked up in the sky vagina. He is sucked up, him and oh, his magic oh, car. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so the Mongol throws the spirit, stops like inches away from him. Yep. And the Mongol and the spirit get sucked back up. And then the doctor right after him. And it magically teleports him to the sound of music. And as around this time, we find out the car really talks a lot, and it throws out quips, um, which I don't know if I want a car uh, busting my balls. Right? Oh, you know what? No, I dig it. I like her. All right. Well, then you can have that car. Okay. I'll I'll have the Jeep that doesn't even have GPS in it. (laughs) Oh, you mean the one that's going to keep going like 10 years after the apocalypse? Mm -hmm. That's the one. Um, But yeah, the car is like... No, there's no satellites, there's no TV, mm-hmm. there's no radio. And you're like, well, where the hell are we? I don't know, Doctor. Uh, so the Doctor uh, starts walking towards where it looks like there's a town down the hill. Um, he finds a bunch of gut- gutted sheep. Um, yeah. However, the gutted sheep were still breathing. I don't, I don't know, know why you... you would say that. <laughs> 
mostly because their whole bodies were like sucking in and out on with the yeah. makeup on top. So by the way, I'm curious how they got that shot. Did they just like tranquilize those sheep? Because sheep don't usually lay like that. They're, they're probably napping and just kind of like, oh yeah, here's a nice little blanket of like organ looking stuff. <laughs> but sheep don't nap like that. They nap like curled up in little balls. Oh, I know. Yeah, they probably... They just tranked them and stretched yeah. them out. Tranked them, conked them on the head or something. <gasps> They're midgets in costume. That, that's pretty possible, <laughs> actually. That's actually probably cheaper. Yeah, and you don't have to deal with PETA. Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. Uh, but they're uh, apparently they're in Switzerland, um, mm-hmm. and they go to an inn where everybody speaks perfect English, which is fantastic. Again, we're we're here in Switzerland, Germany, Austria area, and everybody just speaks British English. Yeah, it's pretty good. They got the accent down and everything. Yeah. Uh, except there's one man, Raul Julia. Oh, Raul Julia. Who's just sitting at a table wearing a cape, being awesome as fuck. Oh, Raul Julia looks good in a cape. Steve, yeah. I think you need to bring back the cape. I don't know. The cape and the smoking jacket? I think you could do it to work. I'll check with HR. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's right. Around this time, yeah, he's at the inn and he's talking to the innkeeper and he realizes he doesn't have any money <laughs> yep. for like food or a place to stay or anything, so he trades his, uh, his ring for mm-hmm. like 50 francs or something. But then he, yeah, he's talking yep. to uh, uh, Victor Frankenstein at the table, just kind of like, oh, yes, I'm just new to town. How's it going? <laughs> My name's Buchanan. Yeah, no, he goes, uh, do you mind if I sit here? No one's sitting here. And Frankenstein's basically like, uh, can't stop. He goes, oh, hi, my name's Buchanan. What's yours? I am Dr. Frankenstein. Oh, I know of your work. I'm also a doctor. No one knows of my work. Because <laughs> I'm still a med student. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So the first year med student working on corpses. You know nothing of my work. <laughs> uh, then he notices uh, the digital watch that uh, Joe Buchanan's wearing. Yeah. Um, and so at this point, I have to start. There are dozens of instances in this movie where... Oh, he's ruined the space-time continuum yeah. so badly. Oh, my God. That, that's why all the sky vaginas are being ripped wide open. Yeah. Is because of Buchanan's negligence. Oh, my God. He, yeah, he, like, he lets Frankenstein play with his watch. He shows off his car. He gives, like, electronic, like, laser binoculars to... Uh, Lord Byron. Lord Byron. Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. Everything wrong. Everything wrong with time travel. Yeah. He, Steve? Is this oh, a contender for the Fuck You Science he, Award? Uh, yeah, oh, it's up there. He bangs Bridget Fonda. <laughs> he does uh, bang Bridget yeah, Fonda yeah. later. Anyway, well, more to come on that, but just a heads up. Shit's about to get weird. <laughs> I thought Back to the Future was bad. Uh, but yeah, uh, basically he follows Frankenstein to... Uh, so yeah, he's like follow, yeah, he follows him like into the woods where he meets up with somebody. He can't quite see who it is. Yeah, he decides to jump on the back of the carriage and ride through the night <laughs> with him. Uh, hey, that, that was free public transportation back in the day. Right? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Rogelia is fighting with someone in the woods. Well, he tells the driver to stop and then like basically leave him there. And then uh, Rogelia argues with someone in the woods... Um, Buchanan can't get a good look, gets knocked unconscious by, like, yep. a pile of violet, fl- falling rocks and yeah. then falls for eight and a half hours. Yeah. Because when he wakes up, it's sunny <laughs> it's and he's daytime. being attacked by dogs. <laughs> yeah, that was the crazy thing. And it's also the first instance, instance of Buchanan being knocked out and it's, like, the wavy, like, oh, dreams, dreams where there's, like... Weird. Yeah, it's like some Twin Peaks devil thing, like... But it's him. Like what you dare. Yeah. Yeah, it's the craziest fucking thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not the craziest thing in this movie, but it is a crazy thing. <laughs> it is a crazy thing. No, it's not the craziest thing in this movie. Yeah, so he wakes up apparently eight hours later, still falling down. I'm gonna say it's the time slip. 
sure or maybe it's like that was just him like being startled awake by the dogs and it looked like he was falling still yeah it looked like know. he was still falling though like with the rocks but yeah like with the hill and everything yeah i don't know but uh he goes back to the car and the car fills in exposition because that's what it's mm-hmm. there for mm-hmm. and the car basically says it'll need 96 hours to figure out time slips <laughs> if it's possible to reverse a time slip yeah yeah but because she doesn't have access to the mainframe yeah, but uh, Buchanan has 50 francs in his pocket, so what's he going to do? Blend. Shopping spree! Exactly, blend in. Get some fancy clothes. And oh, nice... and he's just telling everybody he's from America. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, America, I've heard of that place. Mmm, so fancy. Uh, but then he just wanders in, follows Frankenstein again to uh, a witch trial that's going on. Yeah, and, turns out uh, Frankenstein's little brother got murdered. That's right. Poor Justine still can't oh catch god. a motherfucking break. Poor fucking Justine. <laughs> oh my god. And it's such a sham trial because they're like, well, there's no way she could because she killed the boy and then like a grown man and she didn't have the power to kill the grown man. So then that means she used witchcraft. So it's a witchcraft trial. Yeah, which, which is ridiculous. And Victor's there just watching the whole thing. And uh, but this is also where uh, Buchanan... Um, notices a lovely blonde lady across the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Mary Fickenschwiffer. She's engaged to Lord Byron, mm-hmm. and uh, or, or or is the mistress of Lord Byron, but engaged to Percy Shelley. <gasps> that's Mary Shelley. <laughs> I say so. They're not married. They're <laughs> not married yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they go go through the trial, and I have written down uh, the crowd laughs at child murder. <laughs> Because that happens. Right? Yeah, like, the child was murdered. (laughs) Yeah, it was even something like, like, even though uh, so-and-so couldn't possibly have done it, the child is dead, and she is here saying it's somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Buchanan uh, goes over and starts talking to Mary Shelley, or Mary Bleffenschiffer. But yeah, Justine can't catch a break still, even in this movie. Um, and she's uh, found guilty and sentenced to be hung by the neck until she is dead. Uh, it's mm-hmm. also around this time. I noticed the judge is wearing a cool cube hat and like an orange silk getup. Was that a thing in Switzerland? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe like Michelangelo just designed it or something. I, I know that's know. how it was the Vatican, but. <laughs> and then like, yeah, I don't know. Aren't the Protestants orange? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, sure. I'll go with it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but Buchanan follows Frankenstein again. Um, and this is when he finally gets to see who Frankenstein's been talking to in the mm-hmm. woods. And it's a hideous creature. It's no, the monster. No. I, I like the monster. And there are things I don't like about the monster. I do like that the monster doesn't look human. And I sort of like his, like, he's got these metal, like, horns in the side of his head. And I like that later, that's, like, how they get the electricity to the brain. It's like but the like, jumper cables to mm-hmm. the brain, basically, yeah. And there are parts of him I really, really like, and that, but, like, I just feel like it needed a little more time, a little more honing in. I don't know, what did you think of this monster? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's an, an interesting design. Like, it's all, it's mm-hmm. all really the, the, the face makeup they have. It looks like, yeah, yeah it's kind of, like, stretched out. Or, like like the face is like pulled back kind of it's like yeah, cause it, almost it's, like the Borg kind of where it's like the face is like pulled over. What I think the it's top. supposed to be because he's like bigger than a regular human or whatever. Yeah, I th- I think it's kind of supposed to be like it's a regular face kind of stretched over like a skull and a half. Uh, you know? Uh, okay, I can yeah. 
Okay, yeah, a couple extra bones in there, but they're mm-hmm. weird angles. Because you gotta, stuff. you gotta make the extra space because they had to make everything bigger so they could work on it. Okay, I can dig it. Right? Isn't that like part of the reason why the monster is so big? Yeah. Yeah. Well, who who knows in this version, but other versions, yeah. yeah. We skipped that part. We we skipped the creating of the monster and yeah. the monster's rampage. Yeah, they, they assume you know all that part. Right. <laughs> and you know, time slips. Time slips. <laughs> Uh, but basically, uh, the monster is like, make me a mate, or else! And starts okay, getting angry. Uh, but then they hear someone across the bridge, and they see Buchanan. So Frankenstein pulls out a pistol, um, yeah. and shoots at the monster. The monster says, that's it! It's on, bitch! That's it, I'm gonna kill your buddy here! Oh, I'm gonna kill Elizabeth, too, and you're gonna rue the day, blah blah blah. <laughs> You'll rue the day! <laughs> <laughs> You'll perish in flames! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what an asshole. Then he starts talking, uh, Frankenstein and Buchanan start talking, he's like, what have you done? I know, I know of your work, I know what you've done, this is, uh, you have sinned, and blah blah blah. And, uh, Raul Julia says, or, uh, sorry, Frankenstein says, yeah. I am a scientist, I cannot sin. <laughs> there is no God, blah blah blah. There is no God, science is my God. Basically he tries to convince, uh, Frankenstein that he should tell the world what he's done, and they can help him, and blah blah blah. And he says, yes, you're right, here. Take this letter and deliver it to Elizabeth, my fiance. Yes. It'll explain everything to her. Well, so she's she's from a good family, so they'll listen yeah, so to her. They're yeah. gonna tell the authorities, but like the stranger can't just go to the authorities and go, by the way, there's a monster rampaging loose. They have to go to a good family so that the authorities actually listen. He also happens to show Frankenstein his cool car. Yeah. Which again, time travel rules. <laughs> exactly right uh then there's a big fireworks display for some reason and yeah which uh, scares the monster yeah yeah the monster like finds some kids or something and but the kids scream and then the constable or whatever comes around the corner and starts blowing his whistle and the monster doesn't like that whistle one bit so no, uh he so, doesn't. He, so he rips his heart out of his still yeah. chest still beating yeah. uh and then we skip to the next day <laughs> like next that's day. that um and the uh, Buchanan's um, at a palatial estate uh, to deliver a letter to Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Yes. She doesn't believe any of it at first. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, she's just kind of like, what, what are you talking about? Well, well, here, the letter will explain everything. Frankenstein's my fiancé. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy I'm going to marry. Yeah. How'd you get this letter from him? Oh, I'm his friend now because I'm from the future. I'm not crazy, I assure you. Okay, but... Just so you know, like, he's my fiancé. That's cool, bro. By the way, that's her kind of only character trait, is telling everybody that Frankenstein is her (laughs) fiancé. Yeah, in case you forgot, I'm the Elizabeth. I'm, it's it's not Bridget Fonda, it's it's me. I'm I'm the one marrying Frankenstein. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, so then we go to, uh, basically, uh, Buchanan drives off. Yeah, through mm-hmm. the Alps. Yep. Um, <laughs> in his futuristic Italian the sports car. Are alive. Um, and he meets up with uh, Mary Shelley at her. Um, yes, uh, Lord Byron's estate. Where oh, she's that's staying. right. That's right. He meets because Lord Byron first. Lord Byron and his friend, his brother, the other dude, and her. Oh, his buddy. Pers- yeah. Lord Byron, by the way, who's played by Jason Patrick. Yeah. Of Speed 2 fame. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they believe in free love. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, yeah, they're they're, they're a nice little love, love triangle going mm-hmm. on. By the way, Percy Shelley, played by Michael Hutchins. Hey! For those of you who don't know who Michael Hutchins is, 
Google him. He's famous for two things. <gasps> what is that, Steve? Uh, one is being the lead singer of NXS. What? And the other one is his untimely demise. Author of erotic asphyxiation. <laughs> by being hung by the neck until he comes. Oh. <laughs> Am I the dark one this dark episode? episode? Jesus Christ. Oh no, Steve. This might be one of the most dead casts we've done. Oh, in a Bridget while. Fonda's still around. Uh, uh, Jason Patrick's <laughs> still around, I heard. At the time of this recording. At the time of this recording, knock on wood. It is a 30 year old movie. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, so yeah, Michael Hutchins there, yeah, Percy Shelley, and he's trying, uh, Buchanan's trying to convince the three of them to help him out, mm-hmm. um, being Lord Byron, yeah, Percy Shelley, and Mary Shelley, to be. And of course, they're basically just like, uh, I don't know, but it sounds a little weird, but we'll go with it. Uh, so then we go to Justine's hanging, Aww. and Buchanan's going to save her. And when Buchanan grabbed the axe and ran towards there, right. I was like, this is going to get awesome. Because John Hurt is a frail old man, yeah. but he has an axe now. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, he didn't even take anybody out. He didn't even no. cry out something like, nobody's going to kill this bitch except me! <laughs> or no. something, just to the get close. The crowd pretty much picks him up and tosses him around like a wafer cookie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's right, and they pull the trap door on him when he's, like, standing off with everybody and he falls yeah. through the bottom. They were going to hang him, and then... How does he get saved? They were, cause they, were gonna no, they, they, they just, like, yeah, so she hangs, um, and they they just tossed him into the lake. Like, like a oh, group okay. of, like, five or six of guys, like, took him to the oh, lake and threw him right. in. Oh, that's right, they just threw him into the lake, because then uh, apparently he floats across the lake to Mary Shelley's house. Yeah, Mary Shelley finds, her, finds him on the shore and takes him in, and... Nurses him back to health, and uh, this is where... Uh, he thanks her with a good boning. Yeah, as one should. Yeah, because the, the boys talk about free love. She practices it. Yeah. Uh, and also right now, because she shows him... Uh, he shows her the, the car, and the car says, I'm That's not right. a carriage, I'm a car. Which is short for carriage! <laughs> it's a horseless carriage! That's the origin of car! It's carriage! Spoiler alert, car. one of us was very Carriage. angry about that. Ah! Oh my god! The car should know its origin story, Steve. Uh, but this yeah. car's been oppressed and doesn't know about her roots. Yeah, but... So anyway... Uh, car lives matter, Steve! Joe and Mary are hanging out. <laughs> uh, and I've written down, they kiss for some reason. There's really no chemistry between them or anything. It's just more like... He's telling her, like, oh, yeah, I'm from the future, and this and this. And she's like, that's yeah. very interesting. That's very interesting. Let me suck your cock. Yep. So, yeah, they preach free love. I practice it. Boom, banging. And then uh, Frankenstein is uh, up at the cabin, and the monster is chasing Elizabeth's carriage. And, and it's nighttime now. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, the, the so, yeah, the monster can outrun horses at a full gallop. Elizabeth, I can't tell if she's laughing or crying in these scenes. Yeah, it's it's. (laughs) God bless whoever played Elizabeth in this movie. She tried. Yeah, there was someone else like at the beginning of the movie too, like the the scientist, the like Buchanan's lady scientist. Oh yeah, she was really bad too. Wait, are you telling me that Roger Corman film, this Roger Corman film may not have. May not have had the strongest roles for women. I'm I'm saying there's probably a particular reason those women had like two lines. <laughs> because women should be seen and not heard. Yes. 
Oh, okay. That's exactly As long as we're clear. That's exactly what I meant. Hashtag Lady Pod Squad. <laughs> uh, so the monster catches up with the carriage, uh, knocks out a couple horses or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, no. He runs in front of the horses, pulls them to a stop, but apparently the horses come to a nice gentle stop, so they're not injured, but it scares Liz- Elizabeth so bad she throws herself from the wagon. Yeah, yeah physics, babe. So he grabs Elizabeth... Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought he was just like ripping her shirt open. Oh no, he uh, ripped her heart out. Yeah, or like ripped her whole torso open yeah. and like pulled the heart out, and it was it was gruesome. Mm-hmm. And then we got fake titties. <laughs> yeah, we did. Gratuitous uh, boobies. And then uh, Frankenstein and Buchanan catch up to him, and Frankenstein takes the death of his fiance extremely he well. Really does. Like he might He's have like, been playing well, poker. Like like he legitimately goes like wow. I made a really good monster. Yeah. Humans just are no match I'm, for it. I'm actually quite proud of myself. It's like, what? This is you, the love of your life! You can see her insides! Outside! <laughs> Ladies' insides should stay on the inside! And then, yeah, the monster's like, You didn't make me a mate! I'm gonna kill your little buddy here, too. Well, if you kill Buchanan, I can't make you a mate, because I need his electricity. Yeah. Oh, and that's after the uh, like the, the police show up out of nowhere. Oh, that's right. Because it was like, this thing was stopped... 45 seconds earlier and then it's well, the like the cops had like a tracker on her oh yeah, yeah, yeah. low jack yeah on, on the carriage because mm-hmm. it's not a car yeah <laughs> but yeah they, they pop out and like they're about to arrest Buchanan and then the monster pops out and that's right I was like backhands the one dude and his head like flies backwards yeah. and just pops right off he like rips somebody's arm off and like throws it at the <laughs> others like it's it's pretty vicious and I love it but, but in the tussle, uh, Buchanan gets knocked out again, so we get the wavy devil Twin Peaks thing again. It's a dream where um, he's the monster and Mary Shelley's like dissecting him and then his demon self is like oh, that's right. laughing oh. in the corner. That's right, there was like the, uh, the laser. Um, uh, yeah, the laser, I don't know. Yeah, like cutting his arm off or something. Yeah, there's a lot of weird shit going on. But yeah, he comes to and Frankenstein's uh, apparently read his car manual, uh, so he knows that the car is like full of electricity and he wants to utilize it but he doesn't know how he's like you know how to do this you're from the future i need electricity um otherwise i'll just have my monster tear you limb from limb but there I'd, we go i'd really appreciate your help <laughs> i'd like it if you could help me out here oh that's right and then we get like the monster asking him like who made you god made me and forgot some reason i instantly was back watching maximum overdrive <laughs> I love that movie so much. I watched that so much as a kid. Check out our previous episode on... Oh, actually, that <laughs> one was on Basement Condition, wasn't it? It was. Check out Basement... Basement uh, Condition now. Formerly Basement Condition. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think it's still on Basement Condition, but uh, really? the host, the new episodes are the Red On You podcast. Yeah. Check them out. But yeah, um, he gives a, a, a command to the car that's like, load the laser implosion program and i'm like yeah what the fuck are we talking about now apparently he keeps a laser under the hood of the car okay and he's gonna shoot the laser at frankenstein's castle right when a sky vagina opens up in (laughs) an attempt to just get the fuck out of there yep that sounds like a sound plan yeah let's do it uh meanwhile the car says goodbye to him goodbye dr buchanan he's gonna abandon his friend car who doesn't even know her own origins well it's not like she was ripped open in front of him and he was 
cool as a cucumber. No, you're right. He's going to be leaving like 31st century technology in like 1620. Uh, but yeah, inside the castle, uh, Frankenstein's trying to reanimate Elizabeth and make mm-hmm. a mate for the monster. Uh, the lab was actually really cool. Mm-hmm. A lot. Of, it basically, All the sets in this were awesome. Yeah. Yeah, actually pretty, pretty well done. I mean, there's only yeah, you know, five or six different sets, but yeah, they're You don't they're need more good. than that to tell the story. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of looked like the inside of a Spencer's Gifts, like with all the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> of like fog machines and like the little laser <laughs> bulb thing. or the, the uh, Tesla li- coil. Yeah, the lightning bulb things, that's it. Uh, Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, uh, a lot of cool stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Raul Julia's charisma as he's like giving the commands. Oh, like, he's just oozing Whoop. charisma. Yeah, turn lever one. <laughs> now the next couple. <laughs> yeah, we need more power. Buchanan, give me more power. Lightning bolt. <laughs> Temptation, sing. Ah, <laughs> uh, so she, uh, Elizabeth, comes alive, and then the sky opens up. And then Buchanan le- tells him, you should meet my monster. And a laser gets shot into the sky vagina. And things start exploding. And there's a flash. And then they wake up. I'm not exactly sure. In the middle of some icy ruins somewhere. <laughs> because after World War II, or after the, after the last World War, there was a nuclear winter. And so, yes, as you mentioned before, the futuristic car is left back in time. Yeah! So, yeah, who knows what time they are exactly. I don't think that's actually ever... But it's nuclear winter. Yeah, yeah, it's basically nuclear winter. But he finds out Frankenstein's alive, as well as Elizabeth. Yeah. And the monster. And monster! Oh, shit, they're all alive. Lincoln came back to life. Oh, uh, shit! And he's a vampire hunter now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but, yeah, there's, there's obviously a tussle. Oh, no, there's the moment where... Elizabeth and the monster meet and he's kind of like yes come to me and then Frankenstein's like uh, Elizabeth come to me my dear and then uh, Frankenstein pulls the pistol when she's having trouble deciding and he's about to cap the monster right in the chest but Elizabeth grabs the pistol points it at her blam and she gets lit up heads bloaty yeah well I guess chest bloaty chest bloaty yeah <laughs> Wanna... By the way, um, kudos to all these ladies wearing squibs. Yeah, it's always good stuff. That mm-hmm. those are minor explosions. <laughs> yeah, as John C. McGinley pointed out, you want to hope that it goes the correct direction. Yeah, you got a problem. <laughs> uh, but then the monster, in his anger, uh, basically picks up Frankenstein, breaks him a couple times, tosses him around. Frankenstein again takes that exceptionally well as well. <laughs> I was he like, really does. Uh, but I, but I think he yeah he does die right. Like yeah he starts getting like yeah, the blood dies. in the mouth and, yeah. and dies. But in a beautiful road, Julia death. But of course, his dying words kill him. <sighs> but who is to kill who? Buchanan is to kill the monster. Are you sure it's not the monster to kill Buchanan? Yes. Could be either. They're to right. kill each other. Yeah. It was a firefight. Uh, but he chases the monster uh, into an underground bunker, uh, which looks even more like a Spencer's Gifts mm-hmm. <laughs> than the lab did. Oh, uh, and when Dr. Buchanan enters, it goes, Welcome back, Dr. Buchanan. Yeah. So did the car turn into this underground bunker? Is this his old lab? I think it's his old lab is like what it's supposed to be. Okay. But it's like in the future from that. Again, unexplained. And with the yeah. futuristic car being back in time and... 
him becoming his own great great grandpa probably right. with and uh, he's completely changed the timeline yeah yeah and there's like strobe lights going on and like like i don't know these lights that are being cast around in like circles and it is trippy as fuck it is weird and then the monster busts through the wall like the fucking Kool-Aid ah! man. Ah! Oh, yeah. And then Buchanan uh, takes the pistol and shoots the monster. And the monster's like, ow, oh, hurt. Ah, why do you have to kill me? What am I that you must destroy me? <laughs> yeah. But basically, all the dialogue from here on out gets super philosophical. And it also doesn't make not... all that much sense in context to each other. No, it really doesn't. I am Frankenstein. You're an abomination in the eyes of God. Because Marie Shelley had told him that earlier, because yeah. he apparently doesn't have any original thoughts. Exactly. And then, uh, oh, then the monster asks him, What are you then? I am Frankenstein. It's like the end of I Frankenstein. Yeah. No, but yeah, then the monster like tears the the monster tears his own arm off and starts like you using it as like a club, yeah. like swinging it. At so Buchanan the has to like start hitting him with lasers he's finding around the lab. Yeah, he finds like the, like lasers that are like I don't know on the clapper or something. Like it's like, and then it's like two lasers turn on and he goes, and two more turn on and so he's you like, cannot destroy me. Yeah. Except for you're in the middle of being destroyed. <laughs> and then he makes eye contact. I am unbound. What have I done? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the monster becomes a charred crispy critter. Mm-hmm. And then luckily the lasers point towards the exit for him. So, right? that, so that Buchanan can escape. By the way, why does he have to escape his own lab? Why can't uh, he just hang out there? Oh, I think the, I think it was like... Broken and like falling apart and like like on fire from like the from the okay. fight when the monster was like pulling the Kool Aid Man and everything. Okay, I'll buy that. Um, but yeah, he uh, gets out of there um, and he like turns around the corner. Uh, yeah, that's right. The monster told him it was like, oh, this is the power station for the great city in the distance. Buchanan goes out in the snow and he sees in the distance the great city, and basically roll credits. <laughs> right the end yeah that's the end of roger corman's frankenstein unbound everybody um apparently he had seen the city that his creation had created with time slips and i i don't know it's it just ended is it scant hour and 25 minutes yeah yeah (laughs) it's crazy pants sweetie would you recommend it Yes, yes I would. I actually would too. It's not a great movie, but... And it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it has some great acting in it. Yeah. It has yeah. some good costumes, interesting uh, concepts. Yeah. I mean, interesting concepts. It's yeah. ridiculous, but it, it may come back a little later with our Fuck You Science Award and the Stevies. But <laughs> so yeah, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, more beer. <gasps> Fun facts. <gasps> And what we learn from Frankenstein Unbound. Yay! I am Frankenstein. Hi, this is Johnny Sammy Ginley, and you're listening to Everything I Learned From Movies. All the best. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? 
Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie up, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders. Uh, but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. This is John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Come on over and watch Creature Features. <laughs> See Creature Features at www.thecreaturefeatureshow.com. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. Yeah, no big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to everything I learned from movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. So you mentioned Crispy Critters. Yes. There was actually a cereal in the 60s called Crispy Critters. I just found the commercial. Ooh. Do we want to throw it in? Sure. Uh... I am Linus, King of Beasts, with my ferociously new idea. Cereal shaped like animals. Opposed, Crispy Critters. One and only cereal that comes in the shape of animals. See, see for yourself. 
Each of my different animal shapes is deliciously frosted with sugar. And on account of it's made with oats, roar and with the strength of a lion. A new post crispy critters. One and only cereal that comes in the shape of animals. Well. And we're back. <laughs> Steve, I'm so hungry for tiny crispy animals. <laughs> <laughs> tiny crispy animals. <laughs> the one and only cereal that comes with the shape of animals. You've never heard my mom sing that? Nope. And if you ever mention crispy critters around her, she will start singing it. I'll keep that in mind. Just like a crispy Frankenstein creature. <laughs> Indeed. Do we need another drink? I'm a little thirsty. What do we got, babe? I don't know, Steve. What do we have? Oh, I got a beer over here. How about that? Ooh, from Shipyard Brewing Company, we have Pumpkinhead. This is from Shipyard Brewing in Rochester, New York. Ooh, yeah. And not really a description. Just go Pumpkinhead, 4.5%. All right. Some sort of beer of some sort. Uh, You want to pop the top? Pop the top. Oh, my top. All right. Need a cup. Do need a cup. Here you go. Alrighty. Oh, this is a beautiful, super clear beer. Ooh. Wow, you can like read through this puppy. Oh wow, yeah. Holy cow, yeah, it's a nice light straw or uh, like dark straw color. Sorry, kind of nice golden color. It's got a beautiful white foamy head. Ooh, yeah. it smells like pumpkin spice seasoning. Mm-hmm. Like you can smell the cinnamon and like nutmeg, allspice. Steve's got in for the sip. Yeah, tastes like a basically a light lager with some uh, pumpkin spice seasoning. Pumpkin spice in it. Oh my god! Ma- maybe like a pale ale, but oh no, this is yeah. more lagery. This yeah, is yeah, it's very, enough. very light. Very. Uh, this is delightful. Very yeah. refreshing. Not bad. Yeah, just light and crisp, and yeah, a little... very cinnamon heavy. Like it's almost like drinking a churro. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd recommend this beer anytime. Yeah, not bad at all. Who wants some fun facts? Fun facts! Super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. This movie is based on a novel by Brian Aldiss. Oh, shit. Is that all you really need to know? I want to read this book now. Do you? I do. Mm. All right. Let me know how it is. Okay. Um, As mentioned before, this is Roger Corman's first time directing since 1971, uh, when he directed Von Richthofen and Brown. Oh, shit. Uh, he hadn't directed the 19 years previously. Holy shit. Just produced, yeah. The movie was shot in seven weeks. Doesn't feel rushed at all. Not even a little bit. The budget was $12 million. Goddamn, Roger Corman, you're a genius at that. What do you think the U.S. gross was? $13 million. $335,000. Oh, that's a shame. For a Raul Julia movie? Did people not know what we they had? Didn't, they didn't know Raul Julia back then. Oh, that's the problem. I, Hell, I think that was even before like Tequila Sunrise. and mm. uh, Definitely before Adam's Family. I know that. But When are we going to do Raul Julia month? I don't know if we have enough movies now. We've already done Street Fighter and this. And Adam, Adam's Family is goddamn legend. I know, that'd be a full-length commentary. Yeah, so we can definitely do Tequila Sunrise, though. Yeah. That, that movie's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a Raul Julia movie that's a little ridiculous? With Mel Gibson and Kurt Russell and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. 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 Right, I'm going to pull up his IMDb. Keep telling us fun facts. All right. 
The futuristic car that Dr. Buchanan drives is a 1988 Italian design Aztec concept car. Ooh. So I think that eventually became the Pontiac Aztec, apparently. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, but, sweetie, what did we learn from Frankenstein Unbound? Uh, oh, we have a train in our living room, apparently. Yeah, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Let's see. It's your train of thought. It's completely derailed. It's gone. No, uh, let's see. What did I learn from this movie? Um, I learned that apparently you can take technology into the past and have zero consequences except for the complete destruction of civilization. Mm, there you go. Um, I learned if you're a scientist, you cannot sin. Ooh. I learned that apparently Lord Byron and the Shelleys were... Uh, Swingers, they practice free love. <laughs> yeah, no, they talked about free love. She practiced it. I also learned that uh, God, poor, poor Justine just can't get a break. <laughs> God damn. Uh, God damn. I want. I want the sequel to be Justine Unbound. Ooh, yes, I like it. <laughs> she comes back, comes back to life, and basically has like Lucy powers. Oh <gasps> yes. Sold. <laughs> Uh, so yes, Frankenstein Unbound. Eh, check it out. Uh, if you can find it, we uh, I actually own a copy of this. It was fairly cheap online. Uh, you can find it on like YouTube and stuff, though. Totally um, around. Yeah, check it out. Raul Julia is amazing. R.I.P. Raul uh, Julia apparently is in a movie called Life of Sin that the cover of it looks like it might be a romance movie. He plays Paolo. Sounds about right. But, uh... Yeah, goddamn, check out that uh, glamour shot that is the cover. Yeah, 1979. I mean, that's that's yeah. like prime Julia. Yeah, yeah, he's in a bunch of movies that, uh, like, he's in oh, Mussolini, like, The Story Untold. Oh, okay, like, like Italian and Spanish movies. Kiss probably, of the right? Spider Woman. Oh, that's right, he is in that. Compromising Positions. Like the Morning After. Read your diaries? La Gran Fiesta. Florida Straits. The Alamo, 13 Days to Glory. Wait, he plays the, General Antonio I was Lopez. just going to say, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, he plays the American. Yeah, so he's Jim Bowie. <laughs> Tango Bar, Trading oh. Hearts. Tango Bar, the prequel to Tango and Cash. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's in a bunch of movies, honey. He's like 48 of them. Damn. Some of them might be real movies, too. Apparently, Mac oh. the Knife. Yeah, we have to check those out. Uh, yeah. See if they're podcast-worthy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are. Ooh, it's a movie called The Plague. Sounds hot. Yeah. Well, again, thank you for listening. We, uh, of course, appreciate your patronage, especially those on Patreon. Woo, woo, woo! Patreon.com slash EILF movies. That's everything I learned from movies. movies. Uh, of course, we also love you just, uh, you know, Hitting us up on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, check us out. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up uh, in October, and especially with the new year. Got some good ideas uh, we're about ready to crank out. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you're looking for some lovely art, my wife can help you with that. What? Oh, yeah, totally. With the holidays coming, you're going to need gifts. I have lovely gifts. I've got pins. I've got art. I've got posters. It's all available in my Etsy shop untidyvenus.etsy.com that's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com yeah so until next time i'm steve and i'm izzy and this is everything, everything i learned from movies. movies have a good night everybody night everybody oh my god steve
This might be the most enjoyable uh, Frankenstein we've done so far. Uh, yeah, you might be right. If anything, it's because we're coming on. Yeah. <laughs>